Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Sunday at 6 p.m., but every third Sunday, we have our special Sunday brunch show, and we are joined by our special periodic guest co-host, world champion kickboxer, Kathy Long. Hey, Kat, how you doing today? I am excellent. How are you? Really good. Really good. Thanks for asking. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a weird couple weeks uh, for me, and, and I think Bob also, because Bob's uh, dealing with daughter getting all sorts of cool offers to attend colleges, like high-end colleges nice. too, eh, Bob? Tell us about it. Well, you know, this is my bragging moment. Yes, sir. She, she was getting a little freaked out because the offers weren't coming in. Denial letters, acceptance letters, nothing was coming in. So all of a sudden she gets, now, now today you get an email first, then you get the letter, then it goes on. Uh, first one she was accepted to was one of the top ten in the country. She was accepted to St. John's. Uh, St. Wow. John, I'm sorry. John Hopkins, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right on. Uh, yeah, St. John's is a hospital in, in L.A. Uh, <laughs> then I find out the other day she got accepted, now, into UCLA. Now, UCLA wow. had a record year of 97 thousand applicants with only 16,000 seats available, and she got in. Uh, she got accepted to Santa, Santa Cruz. She got accepted to Cal State uh, San Diego. Uh, got scholarships for all of them. It's going to cost her about ten grand a year to go to UCLA, which is normally like thir- like 36. They're giving her 26,000 a year. And then I find out she got an email last night when she was at a choir competition that she got accepted to Boston University on a full ride. Wow! <clears throat> wow! That's incredible. So I don't, I don't know what to what to do anymore. Thank God, because every time she applied to a to an Ivy League school, I looked at her and go, "You do know your old man's broke, right?" She's applying to hundred thousand dollar a year schools. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know getting... what? Um, Go ahead. Go, go no. Go ahead, hon. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say I'm, you know, a couple of my students. Uh, one of them put herself through a private high school just on her grades, and then mm. got herself uh, enrolled into a, a, a good college in Pennsylvania, just completely on her own merits, just by her grades. So exactly, she doesn't have a full scholarship, but pretty darn close. And she ended up getting a job at at the uh, university where she works uh, where she is and and so she's putting herself through through school simply by the fact that she's maintaining high grades i'm sure your daughter can do the same oh yeah she she is absolutely doing the same absolutely her high grades are she's like number 13 or something in her entire high school wow amazing 
So, yeah, she's awesome. going to do that. Now, last night I went to a book signing where I hung okay. out with Leo Fong, uh, Doug Wong, Kerry uh, Gao Wong, uh, right a couple on. of friends of mine, and I bought the uh, Martial Arts History Museum uh, uh, the Hall of Fame book, which uh, since Cassie's in, next time I see her, when it's not too often, I may see her like once a year, and mm-hmm. I'll just have it in my car, so next time I see her, she can sign it for me. And there that you was go. the whole thing. <laughs> uh, it was a great night. Right oh, on. I'm so glad. Good. Right on. Very cool. Very cool. Yay. Well, I just want to remind our listeners before we get on with the show that it is Open Dojo Floor Day. And we're going to be talking about pretty much anything and everything. We already have a little bit of uh, topics that we're going to be talking about a little bit later after our first segment. Uh, For example, we've got uh, suggested by author and martial artist Andrea Harkins, um, talking a little bit about martial arts manners. And uh, I'll be reading a little bit from her latest blog post. And we're going to be also talking about self-defense and whether or not self-defense training should be a part of public school curriculums. And if so, what age should we start the children in that particular curriculum? And we can talk about anything that you listeners would like to talk about. Just give us a call here at 347-677-0699. And when you call, um, please make sure you press 1 to be entered in the caller queue. Now, technically, we're not going to be taking calls until about 1130 or so. Uh, but if you you know want to call in and join us with the uh, discussion on our latest news and announcements and stuff like that, just hit 1 on your uh, on your keypad there, and that will let me know that you want to talk to us. Otherwise, me and Kathy and Bob are just going to think that you're listening while we're looking at the at the studio board here. So, anyhow. So three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. All righty, well, let's get moving. Let's uh, start with birthdays. Who do you have there for birthdays, Sifu Bob? Well, speaking of Andrea Harkins, uh, mm-hmm. her birthday is on the twenty first. Uh, Bob White is on the twenty first. Uh, John T. Right Painter, his birthday is on the twenty second. Jeff Bihar, his birthday is on the twenty fourth. Matthew Ziff, his birthday is on the uh, 24th, Kimo Kiyoki, his birthday's on the 25th, Peter Sugarfoot Cunningham, his birthday's on the 26th, and Lisa Calhoun, her birthday is also on the, or, or her birthday's on the 26th. Now, something interesting about this list, we've got one, two, three, four of these were past guests, uh, mm-hmm. Andrea, Bob, Jeff, or not Jeff, uh, Matthew and Peter were all past mm-hmm. guests. Kimo was a past guest host uh, when when uh, you were tied up, I think, with Palma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got one, two, and three out of the list were it, all in the martial arts kit. Oh, yeah. That right on. Very cool. Yay. Happy birthday to those people. Um, do you know anyone with any birthdays this week, Kat? You know, uh, I do. Uh, Kurt Doyle, whose birthday was on the 19th. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Price, who was my oh, healing right mentor. Uh, he His birthday was on the 17th. And, you know, St. Patty's Day, and his name is Patrick. <laughs> <I'm not that>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there were a few others, but, you know, uh, 
those names are escaping me, but those two for sure. Happy birthday, guys. Right on. Happy birthday. Oh, um, oh hey, Rusty. Yeah. Do you know how, how I know I'm getting old? Uh, my niece, Aubrey, her birthday is next Sunday. Mm-hmm. She's turning 35. <gasps> and at, at five years old, she was the flower girl in my wedding. Aww. Wow. Aww. <laughs> right on. You know, why is it that some people got to do stuff like, you know, grow up? You know? <laughs> I know, right? Right? What you do know, you mean, own... grow up? What are you talking about? What's that? that? That's, no, that's I know. true. What's the word talking to? What's that? What's that? Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, like I think the same way about my nieces. You know, I tell my nieces stuff like, yeah, you know, I remember one time, like, you tried to climb over the baby gate and this and that. And they're like, we didn't do that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you did. We don't remember that. You're not supposed to. You were you were one. <laughs> you, were, you were two. <laughs> and now they're like in college and stuff like that. It's like, oh, wow. Okay, let's see. Who do I have for birthdays? I've got uh, Sensei Scott Irie. I briefly studied uh, Musujikiden Eishinryu Iaido with uh, Sensei Scott, and his birthday is today. And then uh, you already mentioned Andrea tomorrow. And I uh, want to send a shout-out also to John Peterman, who is a very skilled uh, knotting, uh, not naughty, but knotting <laughs> artist. Uh-huh. He ties peri- peri- I guess you could call it naughty. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, where you're tying knots and stuff like that. And uh, so his birthday is on Wednesday, the 23rd. Master Josephine Del Mar, a Kali and Arnis master. Her birthday is also on the 23rd. Um, coworker of mine at Morningside Academy, Marianne Delgado, also on the 23rd. Eric Kovaleski. I forgot if you mentioned Eric, Bob. Did you? I don't remember. Anyhow, but I'll say it anyway. Eric Kovaleski and uh, whip artist and actor extraordinaire Anthony Delongis also on Wednesday the 23rd. On oh. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Delongis. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool guy. No, he, he, was, he was awesome. Yeah. He well, he is. was awesome when he was teaching me and Michelle how to use the whip. The whip. Yeah. 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 And he, he's returns. awesome. Yeah, he's so awesome. And, you know, I didn't know that, that he, he was the, the whip consultant um, on that movie because um, I'm, a, I'm a whip fanatic also. And, uh, I have a group here in Seattle uh, that teaches whip uh, stuff once a month, which is why we have a Sunday brunch, though, because i got to teach tonight. But, um, you know, I, I got to meet him only once. And just incredible, just incredible technique and just an incredible guy. I love him to death. Um, let's see, Friday the 25th, I guess I didn't have anyone on the 24th, <laughs> Friday the 25th, yeah. uh, my nephew, Tim Canavan, it, and this is where I'm thinking, I, I thought I got old Bob, is my nephew's <laughs> turning 45, he's he's 45, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's only five years younger than you. Yeah, right? That's well, you know, my older half sister is older, so you know she she had uh, had Timmy not long after I was born. So it was kind of weird when we were growing up because we were so close in age. I really didn't, you know, look at him as a nephew, but more like you know, dude, <laughs> that kind of thing. So his birthday's on Friday, and uh, 
bless her heart, um, our our Selly Bell, she uh, she unfortunately passed from this realm a few years ago, uh, but I'll always uh, cite her birthday. She was a wonderful friend, a wonderful martial artist, and a wonderful member nice. of the Pacific Association of Women's Martial Artists. We we totally miss you, Archie. So you know, rest well. Uh, Saturday the twenty sixth, we've got I've got nobody. <laughs> So, yeah, so with that said, I want to wish everyone a happy birthday for the week of March 20th through the 22nd. This tune's for you. I want to wanna wish you a happy birthday. I want to wanna help you celebrate. I want to wanna wish you lots of presents. Party, party in the island way You'll be jamming all night Till the light of day Your birthday, birthday is your day to shine Another year and you'll be looking fine So have a no worries, don't you hesitate It's time to party, party, time to celebrate birthday everybody and i just want to remind our listeners because our, our board's beginning to blow up here um that if you want to uh get on the air in the caller queue to talk live with us and kathy just press one on your phone um or on your keypad um if you're on your tablet or skype or anything like that that way we'll know that you're in the caller queue and want to talk live with us uh, technically, we're not going to be taking calls until about 1130. So if you are on the line right now, and I see a couple of people on the line right now, uh, just hang tight. And uh, later on, after our first, we're going to uh, go ahead and allow you to, to get on the air and uh, join the open floor discussion. But remember to press one. Otherwise, we're going to think that you're just listening. All right. Okay. So, with that said, let's move on. Uh, Bob, on your end, do you have any upcoming announcements? Bob? Uh-oh, we lost him. <laughs> I think he had a coughing yeah. again. <laughs> I, I've, I've, you know, I, this weekend I've been really ill so with a cough, so I, I have my finger on the mute button just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. No, we've got a couple coming up. We have Masters Hall of Fame coming up in June, on June mm-hmm. 4th and 18th. Uh, Texas mm-hmm. and in Ohio, we have, yep. uh, uh, which actually was really cool because Kathy and I were inducted into the Masters Hall of Fame the same year. Oh, that's right. That's right. How cool. And it was like last, last time I saw her, I told Greg Woldridge, I said, buddy, I'm sitting here with Kathy Long. And he says, give her a hug for me. So I had to preface that with, this is from Greg. <laughs> because I thought, okay, is she going to hit me? Please don't hit me. This is from Greg. Yeah, exactly. I think I prefaced that with you. I can see that round kick coming up and just slap me in the head. <laughs> you know what? When it comes to hugs, you know, you don't even have to say anything. You just want to come up and hug me, you can hug me. I, I'm not going to hit people who just hug me randomly. It's okay. Aw. Cool. Right I will remember that next time I see you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but we also have Dragon Fest coming up on July 9th. Going to yes. be a big, big time this year in Van Nuys, the Air- Airtel Motel, bigger venue, more booths, 
uh, it's going to be a stage, going to be what? demo show in month, a bunch of stuff happening that day. I'm really looking forward to it. But we have, what, four months until that happens. And they're updating the website. Huh? So I wonder, wonder what I have to do to get invited for that. You don't. You're with us. Oh. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah, I no, friends, you're with man. us and you're, and you're Kathy Long. I think they'll let you in, honey. <laughs> I, hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I got yeah. friends, no. man. They'll let me in. Well, there you go. Well, you know, we were going to ask you anyway if you'd be willing to join us at Dragon Fest because you're you're a, you're a guest co-host now. You're part of the you're part of the Dynamic Dojo Clan. So I think you oh, should. Oh, how awesome! Great. Yeah, I think it'd yes. be great if you could sit at the table with us and uh, do some live interviews with us. I think it would be I think it would be awesome. It would be fun. That would be cool. Um, but you know, Bob, earlier I thought you said you know Van Nuys bigger venue, more booze. That's what I thought you said. That's exactly well, what you said. No, I was thinking about last night, actually. No, that's more booth. B-double-O-T-H-S. Is this why you're sick today? Because of the booze? Because there wasn't enough. <laughs> more NyQuil, buddy. More NyQuil. All that's right, right. Know, somebody press one, and we're having so much fun. Let's go ahead and take this call. Area code 775. You're on Dynamic Dojo with Rusty Bob and Cat. Who's this? This is Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? <laughs> um, I'm doing awesome. I mean, Kathy knows exactly who this is. <laughs> That's why she's laughing. Right on. Cool. You calling to say hi to yeah, Kathy? I, right on. Yeah, I want to say hi to my sister live so that everybody, <laughs> for hundreds of People know that know her. I know her best. There you go. Yeah, this is this is my twin sister, everybody. Right on. Right Very on. Cool. Yeah. Number, I'm I'm live on air. Wow. Anything you want to ask you, Kathy? Hmm. Yeah. About ask, 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 her, ask her anything. <laughs> no, I, I, no. Wait a minute. I want to hear some dirt. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear some story. <laughs> Jenny. I know Give me something. <laughs> you know, every, every time I speak, Don't somebody else Don't throw your sister says, under the bus. Don't throw your sister under the bus. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, I, was, I, I was wondering, how many years did it take you to be, become a black belt? Oh, nice. Um, that's good a question. very good question. In Kung Fu Sansu, it took me... Because um, I was kind of on the fast track since it was also my school and I was helping teach... Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to tell you, my black belt test was harder than anybody's I've ever heard. Anybody mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. far. But anyway, it took me about three years. I was, that- I was there every single day, even on Sunday. I was there, so you know, I I was uh, not fanatical about it, but you know, I I dedicated. And pushed myself really hard, and and um, and got pushed really hard. It took about three years. How many, how many black belts do you have? Couple. Just. Couple. I've got a bunch <laughs> in my closet, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. And how many five belts? at least in my closet? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love, I'm gonna let you go. 
That's um, awesome. Katie, I, I really don't you. have any questions for you. I just wanted to tell you I love you. Oh, <laughs> I love you too. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Awesome. Thanks, I'm gonna Jennifer. Put your, thanks, Jennifer. We're gonna put your uh put your uh, uh mic on uh hold here. So if you want to continue to listen, you know, please do. <laughs> All right. Oh. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry, I think I cut her off. Let me put her mic back on again. I'm sorry, I cut you off on. What was that? No, you didn't. Oh, okay. Are you there? <laughs> yeah, we're <Okay. laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and put your mic on mute. Feel free to listen, okay? All right. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's cool. Very cool, yeah. That's very cool. Awesome, awesome. All right. <laughs> well, I you know. You threw me under the bus. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can feel you going, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was going, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't help that Bob said we want to hear some dirt. I mean, it's <laughs> that was that was funny, man. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get moving on. Um, so we did the announcements. We've got Masters Hall of Fame. We've got Dragon Fest. What uh, what was the date on that again, Bob? July ninth. July ninth. And that's a, that's going to be a one day event this year or two. It's going to be a one day one day event because what had happened was they had. Seventy-five percent of those that came on Saturday came on mm-hmm. Sunday, and they were sporadic. And you remember oh. how beat we were on Sunday? We were we just were, exhausted. We were we were done. We were done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something like that. You know, we, we well, me and Bob actually thought, yeah, that oh, hey, it's two days. We can handle this, right? We're not twenty-five anymore. <laughs> it didn't all the you know all the noise and the people and the constant you know barrage of people coming to say hello it was like oh my god i'm so done can we go outside can we go outside and uh yeah but <laughs> yeah oh, i know and remember the year before last you, two years ago oh, we had such a blast because it was one day and just passed yeah. yeah it was great we can do one day and um i think it'll be great if all three of us were there um i think that'll be great and it's a perfect oh yeah, oh. yeah. speaking of which Yes. We have something planned after the event, and I've started the ball rolling for for celebrating. I don't, I don't know, celebrating on Saturday or something. We're oh, all going to okay. get together and have dinner afterwards. I've already talked to the reeds and that sort of thing. Of course, Kathy's oh, right going to be invited. We're all going to yes. meet for dinner afterwards. Yay! Very right cool. on. Right on. Yes, uh, celebrate a good uh, a good day at Dragon Fest. This will be our third year. Cause we right third year, yeah, yeah. Because we started the first time Michael Matsuda brought it back into the fold. So the very cool. I'm looking forward to this year. It'll be great. All right, let's move on. Let's. Uh, I guess we're. Are we already done with with announcements? I don't have any announcements. But you know what, Cat, you just got back from New Zealand on a teaching stint. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you were doing in New Zealand and what's it like down there? Because I've never been to New Zealand. Wow. Um, New Zealand is it's just one of the most uh, – it's a very spiritual place in that you go there and you almost instantly feel at peace and calm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's uh, so much – countryside that has untouched or is, you know, uh, first off, it's unbelievably green, unlike Mm -hmm. many areas of California, which is sad, um, that it's not. But you 
we drove from the South Island near Tim's all the way past Auckland, and there was just miles and miles and miles and miles of green rolling hills, countryside, cows, uh-huh. sheep, sporadically, you know, houses here and there, but no, uh, the the little towns that you stop in and you, you either along the coast or in inland a little bit, they had this wonderful feel of, uh, have you ever been on an old Western movie set where you step on top of the, the walkway, which is usually wood or sometimes brick, oh, uh-huh. and all the shops are, are, you know, wood and glass and mm-hmm. and they're, you know, designed with their own sign and they have, you know, their wares inside. It's just, it had, every single town is like that and has that feel. It's wow. not, um, it's not the kind of place where you go in, you'll see the gap or you'll see um, guests or you'll see uh, <laughs> anything along those lines. It, they're all mm-hmm. individual shops. They're all individually owned. Um, you know, we call them mom and pop stores, but you know, they're they're the stores that are there, and they're, it's almost untouched by, you know, corporations, big corporations. Mm-hmm. And when wow. you go into Auckland, completely different. It's like being in a, another big city, just like every other big mm-hmm. city we're used to. But everywhere else that we drove and went to, it was just like I described a moment ago. It's just beautiful, peaceful, quiet. People are well-educated, yet, you know... Um, live off the land and they mm-hmm. all of them have most of the people there had you know their own livestock as well as you know their own vegetable gardens and you know they know what they're doing it was very cool. wonderful to be there yeah it was fantastic awesome very cool well i'm glad you got uh, got some time to to go out and actually see the countryside as opposed to just teaching that's <laughs> that's really cool well, the people who brought me out, uh, Lance, Lance Strong and Ava Strong. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Ava was uh, the the main uh, double for Zena in uh, in that show. Mm-hmm. And and you know, Lance and Ava, they spread it out so that you know when I got there, it was several days before I I had to do any teaching. So I got to just really relax and enjoy and just be. And I took a ton of pictures, and we got to go to Hobbit. The Hobbitville, they call it Hobbitville. Oh, cool! Where they, cool. yes. So I got to take <laughs> tons of pictures of all the Hobbit houses, and it was just amazing. Yes, it was fantastic. And you know, they were just delightful spiritual musician martial art people <laughs> because they they have a really wonderful band, um, and they they you know they perform and they also teach martial arts, and they're just fantastic people so i'm so grateful that i got to spend time with them right on wow that's that sounds like such a great uh vacation where you're at you know in a way a vacation slash well, seminar it was thing. because you know to me teaching is not work exactly it's yeah it's doing what i love to do so i'm super happy that i got paid for it too <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome right on well very cool very cool. So the New Zealand is on my list of uh, my bucket list of places to go. I want to go to Spain. I want to go to Australia, and New Zealand, um, and yeah. So that'll be that. That'll be cool eventually. Right when, on. When you want to go to Spain, yeah, talk to me because I I've got friends there. I haven't been there yet, but I have friends there. 
Yeah, I've got some friends that go there like every few years. Um, they're part of a fencing school here in Seattle, and uh, they're teachers. Teachers are actually out there. And, you know, I was invited a couple times, and I'm like, oh, I can't make it, I can't make it. But then they'd send back pictures, and I'm like, oh, I hate you guys. It's just it's this amazing, beautiful <laughs> place, you know? And they're like, next yeah. time. I'm like, oh, okay. But definitely, definitely, I'll, I'll get a hold of you if I ever get a chance to go to Spain. Uh, save your I, pennies. Yeah. You save pennies and start learning Spanish again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get moving on to our health news. And do I have my health news stinger? I don't think I have my. Where's my health news stinger? Oh, here it is. Okay. That's not it. <laughs> here it is. Right. So, did you know, you guys, that the 18th, this last Friday, was World Sleep Day? World, no. World Sleep Day. I kid you not. And uh, apparently, uh, World Sleep Day. This is not a joke, everyone. This is this is real. Uh, World Sleep Day has 331 delegates around the globe in 68 countries, and um, the organization has added 89 new delegates. Um, as of this year, uh, 33 new uh, countries uh, added to this uh, World Sleep Day. And um, let's see, World Sleep, Day, World Sleep Day added delegates from nine new countries in 2016, Bangladesh, Costa Rica, Curacao, Ghana, Indonesia, Moldova, Puerto Rico, Taiwan, what? and Uruguay. Yeah. I, I can tell you that I did anything but sleep on the 18th. <laughs> I know, right? I was working a ton. Yes, same here. I'm like, um, I wasn't sleeping. So, but all these, all these <laughs> countries, Puerto Rico, Taiwan, Uruguay. I mean, just that's incredible. And uh, the uh, the hashtag World Sleep Day has been viewed over 50,000 times already on Twitter, and they actually have a, a Twitter page at world sleep so um now here's the so here's the reason oh go ahead no i was just gonna say so what does this tell you about the world are we just not getting enough sleep so, i mean what does you everybody know? get together and they just have a big sleep party <laughs> <laughs> you know i you know, yeah, I, come on I over. Think... we're gonna sleep i <laughs> BYOB, bring your own bed. It's like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. I mean, it's, I, I, but I, you know, I think, I think you're probably right, Kat. The, the, you know, that we're not getting enough sleep. I mean, at least that's what I think is going on here in the United States. I mean, you know, well, in places I, I can like, tell you this. Yeah. In Spain. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Hours yeah. off in the middle of the day, and just sleep. And rest exactly. and rest, and then they start back again. And what a beautiful way to live! Exactly, exactly. In the Philippines, you know, we do we, we do the same thing. It's you know, siesta there in the Philippines, siesta in Spain, and in Mex Mexico. And it's like, why don't we do that? You know, I mean, and uh, and, and a lot of people used to say, Rusty, why do you eat dinner so late? And because I try in the middle of the afternoon. After I get off work, I'll come to the studio and I'll just kick my chair back and just kind of snooze for like just an hour just because I need that recharge. 
and and it it helps. And then I'm, I teach for the rest of the night, and then do catch up on some other work, and then eat dinner like at around ten. People go, wow, you eat really late. Aren't you afraid of gaining weight? No, because like I'm up, I'm up again for another like two or three hours to digest, and then I go to bed, and and it it you just feel so much more awake that way. You get more done. You're you know you don't like trip out in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> you know what a way to live. Absolutely true. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, I think we should have a, a world sleep party, but. Uh, but speaking about you know why why there probably is this this day is that there's over a hundred types of sleep disorders, a hundred oh, types. Really? No, yeah, a hundred types of sleep disorders, and around forty to fifty of us has you know experienced insomnia at some point of our our lives. Now, according to Antonio Culebras, who is the or who is the organizer of World Sleep Day 2016, he wants to promote a global initiative educating the public about sleep. And he says that most of us don't even know the basic facts about sleep. Like, for instance, for instance, it should take you 10 to 15 minutes to fall asleep, with 7 to 9 hours being, being optimal for most of us, ideally at a temperature of around 60 to 67 degrees. Um, so uh, to, okay. celebrate, to celebrate World Sleep Day, uh, they had asked, um, they'd asked people to share top tips to get a good night's sleep on Twitter. And uh, Twitter, the Twitterati replied with loads of ideas um, from drinking a soothing cup of chamomile tea to going to the gym or having sex. Having sex? Oh, hey, okay. Um, here are our favorite ones and what the experts have to say about them. Number one, turn off your gadgets. And this is a strategy oh, yeah. according to us. It's a it's a great strategy, according to Russell Foster, director of Oxford University's uh, SCNI Sleep and Circadian Circadian Neuroscience Institute, because um, as what uh, scientists have uh, told us, the uh, the blue light emitted from a smartphone or tablets or your computers or whatever um, or TVs can suppress your production of melatonin, and uh, that's the hormone that helps us sleep. Um, and it actually increases your alertness. So, you know, um, so I've tried to, like, get off the habit of, like, reading on a Kindle in bed before I go to sleep. So I figured, hey, what a good excuse to just pull out a real book. That way I drop that on my head instead of my tablet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is it one of those big, thick, hard, hardcover books? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least I get hit with just pages. Right. But I don't know how many times I would like drop my tablet on my head and then it's like, oh, well, that just ruined it. Right. All right. Yeah. Uh, number number two, you want to avoid a bedtime tipple. However, enjoyable nightcaps may be. Unfortunately, they could probably lead to really shallow sleep. Alcohol actually disrupts some of the important things going on in the brain, such as memory consolidation. A shower sleep could lead to a negative cycle where you're dependent on sedatives to sleep and stimulants such as caffeine or sugary food to stay awake during the day. Wow. Number three, uh, <clears throat> number three, get up early. If you have trouble sleeping, getting up earlier could be the solution for you. It may seem brutal, but it can get results. So what you want to do is expose yourself to as much morning light as you can. 
And this has been known to stabilize the sleep-wake timing of the human body clock. And uh, it says here that you should also avoid napping, especially if it's over 20 minutes, such as um, because waking up from a deep sleep can make you even feel can make you even more groggy. By getting into a routine of getting up early and experiencing daylight, your body adjusts to sleep earlier in the evenings, ridding you of those restless nights. Number four, right. forget your Yep. Forget your worries. Just let it slide off your back. Setting aside a quiet time in the evening to meditate, relax, or pray was a common response on Twitter. It's important to let go of the worries that build up during the day as they can affect both the initiation and maintenance of sleep. Culebra says the worries of the day should not be brought to bed. Um, a typical, typical example here in the United States are people who work on their personal income tax in bed. Now, who the hell does this? What? Who what? The- <laughs> I've never heard I, of anybody doing that. I've never. Who does that kind of work in bed? It's like, oh, my gosh. Anyway, number five, workout. Whether you're swimming, running, practicing yoga, or even martial arts, regular exercise can make for a great night's sleep. And number six, work out a little more. <laughs> Work out a little more. For those of you with something a little spicier on your mind, this is what it says. Sex was suggested as a good way to get a good night's sleep, although bear in mind, this could be considered a form of exercise. All right. Number seven, have a hot drink. A hot, non-alcoholic, Bob, beverage. Oh, <laughs> you suck. You suck. That's right, Bob. <laughs> is a great way to relax and prepare for sleep. Uh, as long as it doesn't ca- to contain caffeine. That's that's what my problem is because I love the taste of coffee, being a Seattle girl. And um, when I was younger, I used to be able to drink coffee just before bed and just bloop, conk out. And that's not so anymore. So I have to make sure that if I'm going to have coffee, it's got to be at least six to seven hours before I go to bed. And that's uh, that's it's it's weird. Um, all right. Well, you know, Rusty, I've I've always believed in killing two birds with one stone. Hmm. I have a cup of coffee with 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 booze in it. Oh, uh, <laughs> and coffee. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's a there's a very simple breathing technique that is uh, that definitely helps promote sleep. Which is that? Um, well, you breathe in quietly through your nose for the count of four. Mm-hmm. You hold for the count of seven, mm-hmm. and then you breathe out steadily for the count of eight. Oh, it sounds a lot like the uh, uh, the bottle breathing method that I had learned a uh, long time ago. Um, and and uh, one of my Qigong teachers actually told uh, taught me the bottle breathing method uh, for when I was uh, insomniac because I was suffering from just mega migraines, and it, it, it actually hurt to try to go to sleep because I, I couldn't, like, to stay in one place and anytime I moved it would hurt like incredibly I felt like my head was going to explode so he taught me how to do the bottle breathing technique which was very similar uh where you just breathe in for as long as you can and you hold it and just until you feel like you have to exhale and then you actually exhale uh by making the noise so that way it actually lets it out like really slow like just uh, as if you're barely opening a soda bottle and you just right. do that, and then you do it again. And and I only I think 
like uh, like a friend of mine who was uh, like s- sitting in the same room as I. I was trying to fall asleep on the couch because I had a migraine. Lynn goes, I think you only did like two breaths and you were out. And I'm like, really? Just two? And she's like, yeah. I heard you just go. And then you just stopped and just right. <laughs> gone. And I'm like, I I, well, I think they're actually that? the same thing, except that they just decided to place a, a number on the count or decided yeah. to have you count. But it sounds like it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It, it, it's incredibly amazing. And I started using that. Uh, a, a variation of that technique in my Reiki practice when I first start working with people um, just to like relax and just chill a little bit and to just open up. And it's, it's incredible. All right. Where are we at? Number eight. We're almost done with sleep tips. Now I'm getting sleepy. Anyway, <laughs> listen to music, <laughs> listen to music from soft new age sounds to gospel um, and sleep related podcasts. <laughs> Many of you can drift <laughs> off. Listening to music, (laughs) like this one. Right now, it's a sleep-related podcast. Is everyone still awake out there? I hope so. Okay, number nine, only use medication as a last resort. Now, remember, if you're going to use sleeping pills or anything like that, you get results in the short term. But you want to be aware that uh, there there are side effects um, to taking them all the time. Because you'll start to rely on them, right? So really, yes. see your doctor, you guys, if you're having trouble sleeping. Don't abuse those medications, um, you know, and don't get into the habit of auto-medicating yourself because you are going to get that, um, oh, what do they call it, um, rebound, rebound insomnia. So, you know, watch out for that. Um, and number 10, keep it simple. Just go to bed. <laughs> and for some of you, it's just that easy. All right. So wow. That's the health news for for today, March 20th. So with that said, let's move on to Bob. Weird news. Weird news. Weird news. Actually, yeah. Rusty, just in case I start coughing, I'd like you to read the weird news today because it's a little bit longer than the, than the entertainment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you read it? Yeah, sure. Uh, let me go to the notes here. Weird news. Okay. <clears throat> the Japanese prefecture of Aichi is looking for a few good ninjas. <laughs> the Japanese what? <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Oh, the Japanese prefecture of Aichi, they're looking for a few good ninjas. No joke. They're looking ah. for ninjas. Six of them, to be exact. Acrobats with media experience preferred. Ability to speak Japanese is not required. And the salary is $19,000 a year. The Ieyasu Tokugawa and Hanzo Hattori Ninja Team. (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry. Hanzo Hattori? Really? (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Let me try that again. The Eiyasu Tokugawa and Hanzo Hattori Ninja Team performed recently at the Edo period Nagoya Castle. Aichi Tourism Promotion Department says, The unusual job was posted by the prefectural government in Nagoya earlier this month to kickstart what it is called Warlords Tourism. 
in the in the lead up ah. to the 2020 Summer Olympic Games in Tokyo, which is expected to bring millions of tourists to Japan. The Ieyasu, wow. Toka, and Hanzo Hattori ninja team, named for the legendary 16th century shogun, an equally legendary samurai who helped propel him to power respectively, was formed as a tourist attraction in August, according to a brochure. The prefecture is accepting applications until March 22nd, and because the troupe sometimes performs in English, fluency in Japanese isn't necessary. Now, Satoshi Adachi of Aichi's Tourism Promotion Department acknowledges that, quote-unquote, ninjas are basically required to be secretive. But he told the Japan Times of Tokyo, quote-unquote, our ninjas have to be good at talking to promote tourism. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and that is it for the weird news of the day. So, you know, if you guys wow. know anyone... That wants a job being a ninja in uh, Aichi Prefecture in Nagoya, Japan, go go Google it, and I'm pretty sure you can find the application to be a ninja. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. Oh, my God. So, okay. I know, right? Okay. Entertainment. What do we got for entertainment? You know, I, li- I, I like doing entertainment news about Justin Bieber because that little prick is nuts. Excuse my language. It's absolutely insane. Well, I guess a couple of years ago, he had assaulted a paparazzi when he was on a date with Selena Gomez in at the Commons of Calabas, which is this huge shopping mall. Now, paparazzi is, in his level, is part of the game. Mm-hmm. There's paparazzi in his house. There's paparazzi looking over his wall. So, mm-hmm. it's as Justin Bieber dug into his pockets, but not very far, to settle with a paparazzi who sued him. Hmm. Jose Osmond wow. Hernandez had sued Biebs for assaulting him three years ago, claiming the singer kicked him MMA style and punched him at the Commons in Calabasas during a date with Selena Gomez. Wait a wow. MMA style? That, that's I know, what I like it says. Yeah. What, what is that? <laughs> exactly. But it's usually a Muay Thai kick. Maybe I don't know. It makes no sense. Yeah. No, right? no, it didn't. But he probably threw. He could have thrown a, a front kick or a teep or something, and this guy said, "Oh, it's MMA style." Uh, yeah. Sources told TMZ that the case was settled, but the amount is in the legal nuisance category. Hmm. Meaning Beaver, who <clears throat> would have paid more in attorney's fees. If it had gone to court, and he would have paid a lot mm. more money to this guy, they just kept. It, it was sort of a go away type money thing. It was like here's right. the money, go away, never bother me again. Right. But that's part huh. of the, that's part of the job. If you become that famous, you're gonna be yeah. stopped. You're gonna be hounded. You don't exactly. go out of your house if that's the case. Because yeah. I remember one time one of his bodyguards, which was a Krav Maga guy, wailed on a guy at LAX. I mean, just pummeled him, started mm, punching that's not him. Their, that's not their job. It's not what they're supposed to be doing. Right, right. right? Wow. You don't do that as a bodyguard. Right. No. You do it as a thug, but not as a bodyguard. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So well, it sounds that like that guy was just a thug. Right on. He was. That's, 
Yeah, that's that's wild. Well, let's do this, everybody and listeners. Let's uh, go ahead and take uh, a short break, about four minutes. And uh, if you are holding on the line and you would like to talk live with us and join us for open floor discussion in about four minutes, make sure you press one. So uh, area code 708, thanks for being patient. Just hang on, and we'll get to your call right after the break. So don't go away, everyone. We'll be right back after this. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Dear parents, much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children. And we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, Enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T. Joe Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest? Or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. All righty, and we are back. If you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio, and today with Bob and Kathy Long. 
Right on. So yay. it is open. Yay. It is open floor discussion day here. It's open floor at the dojo. So uh, give us a call, 347-677-0699. I want to bring up a uh, phone line here. They've been waiting so patiently for us to get done with the first segment. Uh, area code 708. You're on Dynamic Dojo with Rusty, Bob, and Cappy. Who's this? This is Steve. Can you hear me? Hi. Hi, Steve. How are you? Yeah, we can hear you. Good, good, good. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, my friend Kathy's from Chicago, and I'll give you some advice going back to your health section. We talked about sleep. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, I normally have somebody driving the truck while I have to sleep at night, and that can be rough. So mm-hmm. I actually go on YouTube and play any kind of what I call the pure tones off the Selpeggio frequency. Yeah. And they're all like eight, nine, ten hours long. So mm-hmm. kind of a combination of your free, you know, the, the music and the free podcast is mm-hmm. you can just type in 5288Z for any of the listeners, and it will take you down a path of all different kinds of, you know, frequencies and sweet music and lot like the Tibetan bowls and all different kinds of things. It's all free on YouTube. It's really nice to listen to. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, the, you know, that that was that's a great suggestion, Steve, and thank you for sharing that because I actually have a collection of whole tones at home. Um and I've got uh, a bunch of uh solfeggio uh, solfeggio uh scale music on my iPod. And uh a lot of times if I just want to meditate here at the studio, I just put on my put on my headphones and just sit. And it's just it's just it's amazing how just, you know, tones and certain frequencies can can um, affect you so much. But then again, all we are are, you know, light and energy. And, of course, the frequencies are going are, are gonna to affect us. So that's, that's very cool. Right on. Thanks for adding, the, well, thanks for adding that in. That's actually Kat's suggestion to me, but I'm actually passing on to everybody else. Because as a truck driver, I have that background noise. And for me to put it on, like, a little speaker really drowns out the, the music. I mean, the, 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 the tone drowns out like the road noise and all that in the very, I guess, how we might call it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, in a especially beneficial way. But anyways, yeah. Anyways, hi, Kat, and I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you so much. Thank right you, on. Steve. Hey, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Bye-bye. Great suggestion on on uh, on the sleep thing. That's that's awesome. Uh, I I love whole tones. You know, at first I thought, oh, you know, what's you know what's this? You know, another like sleep aid that's touted. But then you know, as I did a little bit of research on it a few years ago, I was like, huh, eh, this you know this this makes sense. And uh, I bought I bought a series of uh, whole tone CDs, and it's it's amazing. It's 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 great. You know, any any music with. Uh, you know, with the solfeggio frequency tones and stuff like that um, are really great. And uh, just to make sure that I quell any type of, um, uh, like, stereotypes out there, you know, this kind of music, you guys, it's not like subliminal type of junk, you know, stuff like that. You know, it's not it's not going to make you, you know, quit smoking or, you know, that kind of thing. Although... Or, or kill kinds, your mother in the middle of the night. Or kill, exactly. Right. It's not going to make right. you that you don't want to do. However, it can be used in therapeutic um, ways like that um, for, you know, for instances where you want to quit smoking and stuff. Uh, but that's usually that's usually coupled with, um, you know, music 
solfeggio tones, uh, certain, you know, other certain frequency tones, and maybe a little bit of um, uh, self-hypnosis type of stuff, maybe a little bit of NLP. Um, but that's, you know, that's specifically for that. But if you're just listening for the music to put your uh, to put your brain waves into, you know, certain states, then whole tones is great. Um, there's also a lot of websites online that will provide you free music um, that involves solfeggio tone. So anyway, that's my uh, that's my thing on that. <laughs> right there you on. go. There you go. All right. So um, some of the discussion topics that I want to throw out there for our listeners to uh, to discuss with me and Bob and and Kathy. Um, well, let's go ahead and start with martial arts manners. Um, this particular subject was suggested to me literally about half an hour before we went on air today. And, um, you know, me and Bob tend to visit this particular uh, subject kind of kind of in an offhand. Yeah, well, we do, but we kind of like approach it like as a result of some other subject that we're talking about. But this time we want to yes. talk about it in general. Now, this suggestion comes from author and martial artist. Andrea Harkin, and uh, she, you know, she is in the process of uh, writing a wonderful book, and I'm not going to give any details about it because, you know, I want the details to come from her when the book is released. Um, and uh, she has a wonderful blog um, called The Martial Arts Woman, and uh, it's a beautiful blog, and for anyone that wants to uh, read it. It's not just for women. I, in fact, I suggest that men read it too because it kind of gives you an uh, idea of how we, as women um, and teen girls, you know, approach things. You know, if we're martial artists with a martial arts mindset, you know, the struggles that you know we may or may not have um, have gone through and stuff like that. Well, anyway, her latest blog post is five ways to improve your martial arts manners. And I uh, just want to read this particular post. All right. And, again, this is Andrea talking here. So whenever I say I, it's Andrea, okay? Okay. okay. Andrea says, she says, I don't think I'm going too far out on a limb by saying the art of manners in martial arts and in life could use a little improvement. When I started strengthening my public profile in social media and connecting with larger groups of martial artists, I was said to witness the lack of diplomacy and manners. I had no idea there was contention between practitioners, arguments about whose opinion is right, or battles about what style is best. Suddenly, martial artists lacked the very attributes of enthusiasm, encouragement, and bonding that I expected and hoped to find. It's not everyone, not even close, but there are enough bad manners out there to overshadow all the good manners, and that's unfortunate. One bad, uh, one bad apple can infiltrate a large audience, and everyone gets pulled into the negativity. Boy, don't we know that. <laughs> now, why are there so many bad manners? Well, martial artists are a part of a larger group called human beings. Human beings tend to divert to negative emotions and thoughts, and human nature is not easily changed. The single concept that I believe is lacking, lacking in order to change these bad manners, is a focus on self-improvement and less worry about what other people are doing. Now, there, there would be fewer fakes, liars, and people with bad manners because everyone would be busy improving their own posture and alignment in a positive way. 
I receive texts all the time from martial artists warning me about other martial artists. Who do I believe? Everyone has a story. How do I know who's right? Do I really want to be notified, or shouldn't I figure this out on my own and make my own decisions? Is it in my interest if they contact me or for their own purpose? I choose to make my own decisions about others based on my relationship with them and not on what people say. When I first started a job years ago, I walked into the office on the first day. One of the staff asked me for whom I was going to be working with. When I told her, she crinkled her nose and said, oh, he always yells at his staff and walked away. As I waited for him to come and get me and bring me to my office on that first day, I kept asking myself over and over, what have I done? My last job was not that bad. Now I'm going to be working for someone who's mean. I had no choice. It was my first day. I put on my professional smile, and I stepped through to the unknown. I found that all he needed was respect and an employee who really cared about her work product and what she was doing. He never yelled once, and in time, we became very good friends. I never even understood what that woman meant. Perhaps she was disgruntled. Maybe she applied for the job and didn't get it. He may have finally found the right employee and never thought about raising his voice. There was mutual respect. Now, if I had listened too closely to that staff member who shared the bad news, my whole outlook and perspective could have changed. My excitement could have fizzled into believing I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Instead, I allowed myself the opportunity to make my own decision about my boss, and I'm glad I did. Now, Andrea says, make your own decisions in life and in social media. Recently, a young martial artist posted a comment on social media about a topic that I didn't fully understand. It sounded like an interesting discussion. His intentions were good. He was trying to explain how men and women have different physiological characteristics and dictate that dictate how they need to train. I had no problem with the post or the topic. It was just the tone that surprised me. I responded with a few small counters that women have better breath control, higher pain threshold, to which he immediately challenged. It's possible that my comment had no merit in the category since I was still trying to figure out exactly what his original post really meant. What baffled me was not his topic, but his manners. There was no, hey, thanks for your opinion, or hey there, I'm glad you chimed in. No, it was a cut to the chase to make sure his point was known and that I indeed was wrong. He's not a bad apple or a bad guy. He's an intelligent martial artist with great opinions and research to back what he says. What turned me away, though, was his lack of manners. Now, I can't clump every martial artist or person in the bad manners category. However, there are enough, though, whose manners could use a little updating. How can you keep your manners in check? Here are a few ways to conquer Andrea's online manners meter. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> All right. That ten times fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, you said. Oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Cat gets her own rim shot. Okay. Number one, if you're going to rebut or critically respond to a post, thank the person who posted it first. A simple, hey, I'm glad you posted this. I have a few opinions of my own I'd like to share. Then feel free to state your opinion. Number two, stay away from discrediting others in public. If you have an issue with someone, contact him or her directly to work it out. Or block him on social media and don't deal with them ever again. At least you have not made a scene 
on social media. Okay. Now, me and Bob, <laughs> I'm going to pull Bob into this because you nice. know, we've been into the middle of stuff like this, right? You know, we've been con we've both been contacted. Stay away from so and so. Stay away from so and so. So and so's this. So and so's that. And it's kind of like, you know what we say? What do we say, Bob? If they haven't fucked with us, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and but because it's kind of like you know me personally, I don't know a lot of people enough to know who they really are as people. You know, I have to. You know, I I would like to actually be in their presence, get to know them, feel their energy myself, and 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 make my own decision, right? Um, sometimes I'm wrong. You know, sometimes I, I I go by the way of you know this is what I hope this person's like, you know, and then I get proven wrong, you know, and I'll admit to that. I sometimes I'm wrong, you know. I I I guess I just have like this, you know touchy-feely positive, I hope everybody's really cool and lovey-dovey and stuff like that. I know. Do you know how many people are still surprised that you and I hang out? They say, boy, (laughs) she was wrong about him. (laughs) That's right. You know, I'm pretty sure there are people, you know. So, but, you know, and, you know, and that's why, I mean, I, I got to know you and I love you like a brother and there's no way people can break that up. And it's like right, and you know what always irritated me though is the people that try to bully you so hard. If you don't not not if you don't unfriend this person, I'm gonna unfriend you. Good, unfriend me, please. <laughs> I know it's like wouldn't you call that like blackmail? Well, I mean, doesn't that sound like blackmail, cat? Well, it's not so much blackmail. Is you know, it, it's it's in human nature to be liked and to be accepted. So if you're accepting somebody that they, your friend doesn't like, then it's automatically saying, well, I don't like you, but I like them. Even though it's not the case. Right. Everybody, yeah, it's just a very strange thing. You know, um, it it goes along with that godlike complex that instructors who are very insecure tell you, Mm -hmm. you're not allowed to train with anybody else. You you can only train with me. And if you train with somebody else, then you're out of my school. And right. what they're really saying is, I want you to, I don't want to lose you as a student. So yeah. I don't want you training anywhere else where there might be something that suits you better. And right. I don't want you to discover that because I want you to train with me and I need your money and I need your friendship. Right. right. And, Thank you. you know, yeah. the, <laughs> the sad thing is they, they can't look outside of that and mm-hmm. say, you know what, my every martial arts instructor I've ever had has encouraged me to learn other styles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they gave my loyalty. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's, 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 it, and, you know, me and Bob meet those kind of people all the time, you know, where, where the, uh, the student body is, uh, becomes more of like a cult, that kind of thing. And, yes. you know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's unfortunate where, where people say, you, you know, you can't study anywhere else. When I when I wanted to branch out into Tai Chi, I was told uh, by several people, oh, it's too advanced. You know, it's a good thing you're a black belt already. You know, it'll be easier for you. And yeah, 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 go figure, right? And I, I've heard, like, some teachers tell, you know, like, intermediate level uh, students in their art or whatever, oh, you shouldn't do Tai Chi. It's too advanced for you. I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I see kids, you know, I've seen kids in China as young as three, 
learning right alongside their older brothers, sisters, aunts, and uncles. You know, it's you, you gotta <laughs> learn somewhere. Yeah, Tai Chi. You gotta learn somewhere. Anything, whether it's Tai Chi, Qigong, you know, karate, kung fu, taekwondo, or whatever. You gotta learn somewhere. Every martial art, in my opinion, is advanced. <laughs> it's just well, you every have martial art has something of value for someone. Exactly. That's why there are different styles of martial arts because not everybody exactly. wants to learn the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, uh, I think, and you know, but I think you hit the nail on the head, Kathy, is that, you know, if someone's, if someone feels that their reputation is threatened or that, you know, uh, there's some type of insecurity, that kind of thing, that they're, they're going to start latching on to their students and building, you know, an empire that, that they will lord over and that, that they, and that they feel great to lord over. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it's 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 un it's unfortunate and uh, anyway we could go on and on about that but anyway <laughs> could. all right yeah we could that could be a different show okay uh let's see okay number three unless someone's life is in danger there's no need to contact them to tell them to not be friends with them or anything like that now truth be told I contacted a few women to be aware of someone who had a history of being threatening to women. Now that's warranted. But oh yes, you know, absolutely. If you're gonna, but if you're just gonna go out and do number two, which is discredit others in public, okay, then personally, you know, and I can speak for Bob too because I know he feels this way. We've talked about this a lot. It's not a problem with the person that you're discrediting. It's a problem with you at this point. So. Right. You know, deal with it and deal with it in private. You know. Anyway, no it's always best. I mean, no one likes to yeah. be scolded in public. No one. Yeah. No one. No one. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, even if someone is being annoying, don't don't scold them in public. It's it's not cool. Okay. Number four. Even if you believe your style is the best in the world, don't bash any other style. Yes, you know, some people will think that some are better than others, but students have, just like Kat says, have different reasons for learning. Not everyone wants to learn a traditional style or a grappling style or MMA or whatever. Respect other martial artists, and you'll have no issues with manners there. Number five, last but not least, think before you post your social media message. Read it over a couple of times. If it's derogatory... Keep it to yourself. You may want to vent. That's great. But I don't want to read it. Check your tone. Are you asking a question or just complaining? Do you really care if someone responds? Now, Andrea also says, manners are a dying art in life. And in martial arts, it's unfortunate that we have forgotten how to support and encourage each other. Usually, I don't focus on a negative message, but there is no denying that our world needs a little cleaning up in the manners department. Let's not overlook the lesson here, though. You can devote as much time, effort, and resource to building others up as you can being negative or judgmental toward them. I hear a kitty cat. Yeah, it's my Sarah. Oh, hi, Sarah. Aren't you <laughs> so sound, don't you sound precious? Don't you sound... <laughs> She's no, adorable, she sounds, too. Aw. What kind of cat is she? Oh, cute. She's a little tuxedo kitty, a mid, mid-haired, mid mid-length-haired tuxedo kitty. She's got this 
beautiful Aww. little white chest and little white paws, and the rest of her is black, and she's got this upside-down heart on her face. It's oh, really my awesome. goodness. She sounds like a yeah. carbon copy of uh, an old cat that I had, Mama Kitty. We used to call her Mama Kitty. And, well, oh. pretty well. Okay. That's funny, because I, I have a Mr. Kitty. A mystery kitty? No, a like, mister. I, I call him Mr. Kitty. Oh, a Mr. Kitty. Okay. Yeah, we used to call her Mama Cat. Mama Cat. Oh, Mary, are you just precious? Okay. <laughs> Let's love on the cat. All right. Your challenge today, Andrea says, is to choose one person to encourage. Just one. Drop a compliment. Send a happy note. Tag them in a message about how they're a positive influence in your life. If you give it a little thought, you will likely come up with a long list of great people who deserve a thank you or an appreciative word. Don't delay. Do this now. Because if you don't, don't forget how important it is to have good character and good manners. And that's by Andrea Harkins. And, uh, you know, keep your eyes out, listeners, for her upcoming book, The Martial Arts Woman. It's uh, being edited right now, and that's all I'll say about the book because it's not being released yet. So, <laughs> right on. Very cool. And, of course, it doesn't hurt that you're a contributor to it, right? Yeah, I was a contributor to the book, um, as well as Michelle Manu and uh, Joy Turberville and uh, a host of other um, wonderful ladies that uh, that gave their take on, you know, what it's like to be a martial arts woman. So, um, so yeah, keep an eye out for that book, folks. All right. Okay. So, yeah, martial arts matters, though. I mean, you know, what are you? Uh, let's let's talk a little bit with uh, you two and uh, perhaps some of our listeners. If you want to join the conversation, uh, just press one. And uh, let's see, area code seven. 708-708. 708. Was that your sister cat still? Let me get back on. No, no that, was, that was the truck driver. Oh, yeah, 708 oh, was Steve. That's right. Steve the okay. truck driver, yes. Steve the and truck driver. Before right that, on. 775 was Jenny. Right on. You have a, you guys have like such great memories. I mean, Bob has to tell me what my schedule is. It's <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I only remember because I know them. You know them, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. my gosh. It was 775-708. Anything outside of 425-253-360 and 206. I don't know. Okay. So, martial arts matters. Let's get your, let's talk about this a little bit. Let's, uh, well, why don't we start with Kat? What, what are your thoughts about, you know, the martial arts community today and the advent of manners? Well, I think it, it ties into just basic human nature and the way people are brought up Unfortunately, as a human being, we are all stuck with our ego, which is our man mind. Mm-hmm. And the ego um, wants you to believe that the world is against you and you're separate from everything else and everything happens to you, not for you. So mm-hmm. in that respect, if you're not raised with good manners, if you're not raised to think you know, uh, positively, then you're not going to. And it doesn't matter whether you do martial arts or soccer or football. It just it matters in life completely that... Mm-hmm. Many people react from their ego, so they don't necessarily respond to situations they react, meaning they go on the defensive immediately. And, mm-hmm. oh, no, your system sucks because it does this and this and this. And it right. goes on with soccer sucks because, you know, blah, blah, blah. And right. you can uh, you can attribute that to, you can add that those words to pretty much anything in life. 
you know, you're a trash, mm-hmm. you, you drive a trash truck, so you're you're scum. Well, guess what? If nobody picked up your trash for months at a time, how do you think your house would look? Thank <laughs> so, you. Right, right. <laughs> they're incredibly exactly. important jobs and value. Everything, everything everybody does has value, and it has a purpose. So mm-hmm. in that respect, it doesn't matter what style of martial arts you do. The fact that you like it and it's affecting you in a positive way is all that matters. But all too often, you know, people get stuck in their egos. Mm-hmm. It's all about that. It's all about right. operating from love or operating from your ego. You have a choice. Every moment of the day, you have a choice. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, Bob, you know, why would you think, though, well, what's your what's your theory as to why people <laughs> tend to rely on ego? Now, I'm a firm believer that all of us have an ego. We have to have one. Otherwise, you know, in a way, in a way we have to have one to, to kind of find where, you know, we are, that kind of thing. And, well, and some people yeah. handle it really well. Some people don't. You know, yeah, can't. Unfortunately, you're stuck with your ego. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no way to shed it. However, you can indulge it with so much love that it has little effect. Mhm. Mhm. Thank you. Exactly. So what what about you, Bob? What are your what are your thoughts on that? Well, you, you, know? you know what I went I went through a couple of years ago with this one individual actually calling my friend and saying what a low life son of a bitch I am. Right? right. You were right. you were there and you went through this with me. I yeah. had people emailing me and going, oh, you, you, you're this and you're that. I'm going, I don't even know you. Yeah, yeah. This guy was doubting my ability. He was doubting my level. He was doubting everything because I told somebody, listen, I'm not going to say anything bad about this guy. He's trashing people online I don't agree with. And mm-hmm. left is that. I never responded to what he said about me. Nothing. He resigned. He, he was asked to step down from the Masters Hall of Fame because of that. Mm-hmm. And he went full barrel after me in the community, tried to ruin my reputation. Now, it's mm-hmm. pretty rough when, when I was introduced to him, and right away the guy who introduced us said, don't mess with this guy because he will trash you in the community. I should have taken that as a big old warning. And it took my buddy Greg Woldridge to step forward and say, you back off of this guy or I'm going to show up at your door. Oh, Things have yeah. changed. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the last thing you want is to Greg to show up at your door wanting to right. fight Right. Right. You're uh, right about that. Yeah. It, it, you know, things things have changed. Uh, somebody, it was funny. Somebody said to my wife last night. He said, "You know what I love about Bob? I meet all these masters, grandmasters. They all have to indulge me on their experience and on their knowledge." And I actually had to dig it out of Bob. I actually had to ask him, "What's your training?" He didn't like, right? force his, <laughs> force his training on me. I had to right? I had to pull it out of him. Yeah. And that was just said last night to my wife. Yeah, I had to pull it out of you, too, because I think when I first met you, it was uh, a a few weeks after you had inducted me. uh, Because when Bob inducted me, I I didn't even know who he was. He just found me on the, you know, on the Internet pretty much, right? (laughs) You know, (laughs) I know it's weird. It kind of sounds like, hey, you know, there's a martial arts, you know, social media site or something. But um, (laughs) yeah. I had no idea who he was. I had no idea 
you know, why he was contacting me. I thought it was a joke, you know, really, the, Marshall, the Masters Hall of Fame, are you serious? Nah, are you doing what? You know, what do you really want? That's that's really what I thought. And I told him this, like, a little bit later when I got to know him. And um, I never asked about his training um, until, like, what, a month later? Because I didn't feel like it was, like, my business, you know, and, and I thought, well, you know, he inducted me. You know, he's an ambassador to the martial arts hall of, uh, to the Masters Hall of Fame. You know, it's, I, I'm just gonna leave it. But when we really started get to get to know each other, I said, so you know, what do you prefer to be called? So you remember that Bob when I started like fishing for what do you prefer to be called? Hanshi, Shihan, Sifu, and you said, no, Sifu's fine. And I'm like, okay, so how do I ask Sifu and what? <laughs> I had to dig. His he training, asked. yeah, exactly. I had to dig asking. Him. Yeah, well, no, I mean, it's like it's not that I was that I was ashamed in asking. I just, you know, didn't feel like, eh, you know, should I ask him right away? That kind of thing, right? It wasn't because because I really wanted to know. So I finally said, okay, so Sifu and what? But you know, Bob was just so humble. I I literally went, okay, and you studied with who and where and and what? You know, that kind of thing. Oh. And I. I, yeah, I, can, I just thought it was go funny. Ahead. No, I just thought I it was funny. I still don't know where Bob trains and what he's done, and what his martial <laughs> background is. I have no clue. <laughs> One of these days, Bob, you, you just let it out, man. One of these days, <laughs> you bet. Yeah, one of these days, but, just but, let it out. You know, with the egos, the egos are getting too much. They really right. are. It's like, be humble, be yourself. Don't Don't trash people, don't trash art. Because every art, and Kat was right, every art has something for somebody, no mm-hmm. matter what it is. Now, I've got a bad back. I'm not going to go out and study BJJ. Mm-hmm. Or Aikido. <laughs> yeah, definitely but I'm okay. Stand up, I can study boxing. I can study kickboxing. I can study JKD. I can study Kali. Those are all arts for me. But not every mm-hmm. art's for me. And, and, but, but every art has something to offer. Everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, with uh, with that said, that's a great segue, Bob, into the next uh, subject that we touched upon a couple weeks ago, but really didn't fully get into because we ran out of time. You know, can you know why 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 is it that that I guess it's the same thing as why do people like latch onto their egos? But you know, the, you know, these days you get so many people that are like, oh, you know, kung fu is so soft for fighting. You don't see kung fu people in MMA and you know, or a couple of sucks. The only thing you should like study is this or that or that and the other thing. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it just boggles my mind, you guys, that, that people that, that study one thing and haven't opened their minds to anything else, you know, go out there and bash other styles uh, because of it. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Is it because they they want to find that faith in their style? Uh, that that you know what 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 what's going on well, there? Well, I mean, it's funny that you said capoeira. I was I was selling Girl Scout cookies, no lie, with my daughter about four or five years ago, and mm-hmm. somebody wanted to bring attention to us. So mm-hmm. him and his partner started doing capoeira right in front of us. Oh, how cool and is that? I was in. I was in awe. I was like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. Instead of saying, oh, Capoeira sucks. It it was just this beautiful display. And I was envious that I can't do stuff like that anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, 
you know, it's like, don't put it down. Take it in. Take it in for what it's worth. Kapoor is right. a beautiful art and had its purpose at a point and still does. You know, mm-hmm. they were. it was developed, you know, with with their hands in shackles. It was developed certain things. It's a beautiful art. All arts are, are in my opinion, are, are, are beautiful things. They're beautiful expressions of a culture, of a person, of a mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, having said that, just, just I think yesterday, somebody posted on Facebook um, someone getting knocked out from a capoeira kick. Mm-hmm. Well, they, <laughs> they put their hands on the ground, they spun, they turned, and they heel kicked him right in the face and knocked him out. Right. Wow. How cool is that? It was quick, you know, too. I think I saw the same one. Oh, my God. It was yeah. Beautiful. I was in, highly impressed. I thought, yep, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody can think capoeira is for, for sissies, and it's not effective. But, you know, in the right situation, in the right time, in the right place, everything, anything can knock you out. Anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, so, Kat, let me ask you this. As a pro fighter... Did you were you ever surprised at a at a knockout maybe that you had done you you threw a technique you might have been weak on or you didn't think was gonna work and also this this person's down and on the ground knocked out? Well, I can tell you that I've I've been surprised when I've knocked somebody out, but not because I thought it was weak. It was just you know, I was just doing what I what I was supposed to be doing. I wasn't thinking about it. I just went out and did it, and for whatever reason, the timing was just right and the uh, placement was just right. And I stand there looking and going, "Oh wow, <laughs> I didn't expect that." Um, yes, it's definitely happened where I've I've knocked wow. people out, and I know that I've been knocked out by my sparring partners when I didn't even see a strike coming at me. And this is when I'm in my prime, and. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a kick is coming because my right hand was carrying a little too low, and bam, I get knocked out. Right after my coach saying, hey, get your right hand up. And <laughs> I didn't put it up in time, and sure enough, bam, I get knocked out. So, wow. you know, it can happen either way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't even exactly. see it. I didn't even see it. Those are always the ones, man, that not – why, you know, that's <laughs> – they are like I, you know, I I gotta tell this story just because it's it's just so funny. Um, you know, one of my black belt tests, um, I like it, it sounded it sounded a lot like your country black belt test. It was like eight nine hours, no break, no water, no food, and they ran you ragged to see if you would quit. Uh, yes. And and I was like, I was I couldn't move my arms, I couldn't move my legs, and. uh and uh, anyway, before the test, I was warming up with uh, a fellow classmate that was going to be testing with me, and we were working. Um, uh, we were working a drill. Uh, uh, it was more of like a. It was kind of like not, not not necessarily a free sparring drill, but it it was more like you're just punching me. I'm just going to do whatever. Well, I got like smacked right in the temple with this like knee, and I didn't even see it coming. I thought he was going to throw another elbow shot, so I tried to cover my head, but his knee just like slipped right between my hand and my head and it was boom. And next thing you know, I'm like, wait, I open my eyes and there's like a dozen heads standing around me. Rusty, get up. They're going to start here in a few minutes. We got to go. We got to go. I'm like, what the hell happened? What the, what the hell? You know? And then, and then the, uh, the testing board comes out and goes, okay, everybody relax. We got another half hour. We'll still get the place ready. Right. Okay. So they shut the doors and we're, we're out. 
and we're you're warming up some more. I get knocked out a second time by my teacher. <laughs> He's like, here, let's just play a little bit. You okay? You okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, I just need to like warm up a little bit. Boom. Because I just, I literally, I don't know what happened. I walked into it. I didn't see it. It just, I don't know where the other temple. Boom. And I look up and, you know, and I a dozen heads. Rusty, get up. <laughs> and I'm like, how long was I out? How long was I out? Uh, two minutes. Oh, really? God. Okay. And then, yeah, it was just like the ones you don't see will just knock your ass out. Just boop. And you don't know. Yeah. I. It's so true. I remember my main sparring partner was John Adams, and he was uh, 140 pounds. I was fighting at 124. And he was already a champion when I even when I just started sparring and kickboxing. So I get the crap beat out of me all the time. But one mm-hmm. time, I went to throw a right roundhouse kick high. He mm-hmm. thought I was throwing a right cross. He he read my body movement a little wrong, a lot uh-huh. wrong. And he just ran face first into my shin. Oh man! Split his <laughs> forehead open completely open, and you know we ended up oh. having to take him to the hospital and get stitches. But it's just one of those, you know, quirky things. He misread it. Not that he didn't see it. He just mid- misread my movements. Read and it. next thing yeah. you know, he's on the ground bleeding profusely. Oh, my God. Yeah, those those really suck. But it's like, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and wow. I know Bob has been knocked out several times, you know, same you know, same situation. You just don't see it. And it, that's. <laughs> I was almost knocked out by Greg. He has this weird-ass crescent to, to augmented crescent to hook, and his legs were so fast, it, his heel hit me right in the temple. Yeah, right? I was like, wow. Wow, right? I was like, now, see, if it was you, Rusty, that had a sparring partner named John Adams, I would have said something about, wow, you are older than I think, being that that was the past president of the United States. But because it's Kathy, I won't say that. <laughs> Yeah. Ouch. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyhow, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a comeback for for uh, with Kathy on that one. Um, yeah. Good luck. Of, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you, it's okay. It's all right. Age, Bob was Bob was part that's of right. Age and will beat you to skill any day. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, I was, agent, I was just agent treachery. Yep. Agent what? Well, let's see. <laughs> agent what? <laughs> treachery. And treachery. Yeah. There you go. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, of course. Well, of course, my my first black belt certificate was was uh, was chiseled on stone tablets, so I know what it's like. <laughs> Your next door neighbor was Barney Rubble, right? <laughs> right. I used to have the car with the with the, with the open floorboard with the feet going. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I actually wanted a car like that when I was a kid. <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, getting back on subject. Yeah, the uh, it's it's unfortunate that there's so so much like infighting in the martial arts community and and. You know, I'm I'm really I'm really glad that Bob and I, you know, our whole our whole thing about this show was to bring martial artists from every 
you know, way, shape, or form, every walk of life together and to bring, you know, people together in discussion in a, you know, in a, in a neutral environment, you know, where we all could like talk together and like bring the community together again. Cause you know, I know Bob's sick of the, the politics and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I am too. And it's just like, it, it'd just be nice to, to, to see the martial art community, you know, actually pulling together again. And, uh, and I don't know. I mean, sometimes, I mean, is that really that unrealistic of a goal? I hope not. <laughs> no, but you know, the best thing to do, really, the best thing to do is continue promoting good wealth, good being, good manners. Just promote it. You know, mm-hmm. when you when you focus on the negative and you talk about the negative, you're going to bring up negative, and that's what's going to that's what's going to be emanating all around the the, the entire okay. discussion. Right. Other than, you know, better to, hey, let's talk about all the positive things that have happened and the way that people are going about it. Exactly. People Thank you. People right. tune into the yes. show and they hear the show, they go, wow, you know, they don't put down other arts. They they always talk about how positive things can be with people. And, and as a general term, as martial artists, we all know the benefits. But maybe people tuning in don't necessarily understand that, you know, any kind of organized sport, it, it relies a lot on the leader and whoever is running the baseball camp or the soccer camp or the martial arts camp or whatever it is, it usually generates around their beliefs and the way that they manage things. Mm-hmm. If they're good, exactly. wholesome, caring people, then everything good will stem from that. Awesome. Wonderful Very advice. True. And yes, yes, we're going to continue to try to do that. Very awesome. Very That's awesome. one of the reasons I, I'm happy to be a part of the show. Yeah, and we're and we are. I was just gonna say, and this is why we're so glad to to have you be, you know, uh, a part of the show and to be a uh, periodic guest co-host with us. So for all our listeners, Kat's gonna be joining us uh, quarterly time. She'll be joining us as a guest co-host. Will be let's see, March, April, May, June, June. Yay. <laughs> I had to do the I had to do the math there. Ah. All right. Well, let's let's talk about something really cool, something that I I definitely uh, love, and that's uh, about teaching kids the future, right, of martial arts. And um, uh, a listener named Pete Gamble um, suggests. Uh, what did I do with my notes? Here we oh here we go. He suggests. Well, here's the topic. He says should be a part of public school curriculums? And if so, at what age should they start? Hmm. Well, pretty, you got to ask yourself, cool. at, what age, at what age do kids start picking on each other? Pretty young. Yes. 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 Exactly. So I think there's your answer right there. But, you know, it can mm-hmm. always be, just like soccer is part of a sport, or just like baseball or softball or volleyball or tennis, you know, you can have your martial art class. It doesn't have to be focused around the negative. It can be focused on, okay, here's how we're going to build strength in this, that, and everything else that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can teach them how to avoid punches and kicks without necessarily making that a main focus. 
It's just part mm-hmm. of the training. Just like when you're learning tennis, you're getting stronger. You're you're working on your reaction time. You're working right. on your speed and your timing. You're working on everything when you're playing other sports as well as martial arts. So, you know, I don't think it's important to focus on the why. It's just focus on how it's going to benefit you, period. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up. Uh because you know, a lot of uh, a lot of people will say, "Well, I won't teach kids," and 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 I kind of go, "Well, why not? You know, why not? I mean, yeah. you know, well, they're, they're, you know, and 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 you know, and everyone has their reasons for not being able to teach kids. You know, we don't have enough of supervision. I mean, that's okay. That's a good reason. You don't have enough supervision. <clears throat> you know, but I just don't like teaching kids. I'd much rather teach adults how to, you know, you know, uh, wow. kill, kill, maim, destroy. Basically, I, I actually met someone like that. I'd much rather teach adults because they understand me, right? And it's kind of like, oh, so you know, and having seen this person teach, I'm like, so they understand the constant, you know. And if someone messes with you, you just bash their face in, type of you know mentality. And, and I'm like, wow, you know, we. I can see why you don't teach kids. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, yes. You know? And, um, I, and you can obviously agree with them, not, and they shouldn't teach kids. And they shouldn't, yeah, and they shouldn't. Um, you know, and I, I, used to, I used to tell my own black belt students that, you know, if you really want to become a teacher, you have to kind of learn how to break down even the simplest movement into simpler parts. And that's one of the best ways to do that. I used to tell these guys was, you know, teach four-year-olds and be light yeah. with it. Have fun with it and show them your passion. Show them how much you love doing what you do and, and getting stronger every day and finding, you know, a better outlook for you every day. Share that right. with the kids. They need that. And, you know, some some of the students um, resonate with that and some don't, which is fine. Um but yeah, you know, that's great answer. There's your answer right there, Kat says. At whatever age you know, start when you're, picking on each other. When you're working with kids, yeah, teach them how to have fun and how to have passion and how to be a good sportsman and how to lose gracefully and how to win yes. gracefully. And mm-hmm. know that, you know, you're not always gonna win and you're not always gonna lose. You know, and that's part of life. It's it's part of competing in a sport. It's part of competing in, you know, anything that you do. You know, you're not mm-hmm. always going to win and you're not always going to lose. So you work on your weaknesses, which is much harder to do than working on your strengths. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Be and, polite. Uh, Have good manners. You know, don't hurt Don't hurt the person who's smaller than you because you can. You know, instead you can afford to be kind because you already know the martial arts. You know, and you can afford to not so much turn the other cheek, however, you know, understand that words are just words. Right. Many people live by words. They live by what is said to them, and it's not so much what's said; it's the intention behind it. And then mm-hmm. usually because whoever's saying it doesn't like themselves very well, and they want to throw the blame on someone else because they don't want to look at themselves at all. But it goes, right. you know, on a superficial level or on a very light level with kids. You know, sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. But to say that is one thing, but to really truly understand it on an intellectual and emotional level is very different. Mhm. Definitely, definitely. Because, like you know, kids, you know, are 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 still learning, you know, how to navigate 
their emotions and and their feelings and yeah. and and even you know within the the so, their social hierarchy um in a way you know and yeah, it's you very know, true it is and you know during that stage of life you know throughout childhood even even up through late teens and and through adulthood you know it's a it's important that you know if we as teachers choose to teach kids that we you know that we you know provide the example by looking at ourselves and going now why 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 am i doing this why am i doing martial arts how can i share this passion and this right. fun and the frivolity behind it um and you know and cuz martial arts is fun i mean i do it cuz it's fun you know not because i wanted to like kick somebody's ass i got into it because it was fun and then i went oh I, oh i can oh i can i i can do that really oh that's awesome you know, I don't think yeah. anyone really gets into martial arts to kick anybody's ass. I'm, you know, right? I mean, I don't think. You know? Well, if they've been attacked or assaulted or abused or raped, sometimes they do. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not necessarily because I want to go out and beat up the world. It's because I don't want that to happen to me again. Exactly, exactly. And, and th- yeah, definitely, you know, I, I wanted to address that, too, that because, um, you know, uh, I'm sure Bob has and I'm sure you have, too, you know, have had students that come in that unfortunately have had uh, an experience like that. And uh, heck, I was one of know. them. <laughs> yeah, you know, me too. You know, and and uh, you know, it's a uh, and it takes it takes uh, you know a, a teacher to be able to to take that experience and be very understanding with it. You know, um, because. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I've, I've, I met some instructors that will say, oh, well, then you should know this technique as if it fits every, you know, every situation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, and well, sadly right. it doesn't. Yeah, and sadly it doesn't. Or you have to teach this way. And suddenly it, yeah, and, and sadly it, it doesn't. You can't, you know, it, you can't approach like everyone with the same teaching style. And, and uh, it's, it, you know, it's a tough thing, um, you know, doing you know, martial arts as a, you know, as a career of sorts, you know, <laughs> but, but we just want to let the, you know, listeners know we do it because we love it. You know, this is what we love to do. And, um, anyhow, yeah. So it's not too well, dissimilar you know, to, you know, being, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Kat. No, go on. Okay. Well, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's funny because you would mention, you know, kids starting young. I totally agree with that. Because there was another incident that happened last week to an ex to a to a, a guest of ours who was on the show about three years ago, John Border out of Albany, New York. Mm-hmm. He teaches a little clinic, self defense clinic for about three hours. Well, he mm-hmm. was approached by corporate America, uh, somewhere in Albany, and they said we'd like you to come teach self defense to our to our staff. And he says, Good, it's three hours. They said, Well, we'll give you a half an hour. He what? said, No, it's Three hours. What? They wanted a half an hour to learn self-defense. Oh, boy. You know, yeah. a half hour will will give you, will open your eyes to what's mm-hmm. available, but it's not going to help cement anything into your muscle memory and Never. have something and be something you can rely on if you walk out into the parking lot and get attacked. It's exactly. That, you need half years hour? and years and years. Not just three hours. Oh. You need years. Right. Uh, no, but years they, and years. But, Years and years, but they gave him only thirty minutes. 
three hours. Right. It, 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 that's great for the base for basics and opening your eyes. I agree, Kat. You know, yeah. uh, you know, how about a series? You know, I mean, I'm sh- and I'm sure John had offered had probably offered a series. You know, probably, um, and he and he refused it. He said, no, "I'm not going to do it," because at that point, you are as the instructor responsible for these people. If right. you're teaching them half an hour, three hours, whatever, they go out and use your techniques because they have to, and get their ass kicked. That's yeah, on yeah. you. Immediately I'm sorry. reflects that, on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> half an hour, but see, you know, this 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 makes for another little uh, another little off topic discussion topic, and in, in a way, is that you know the stereotypes of what self-defense is and what self-protection isn't, right? I mean, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, there's so many stereotypes out there. I mean, years ago, um, I was talking with a gal that that saw, you know, firearms, weapons training, that kind of thing, as something completely different outside of the self-protection realm. She, she, She couldn't fathom how, you know, you know, weaponry could actually be a tool, you know, in in self-protection. She thought that self-protection um, only had to be, and I'm going to reiterate um, on this in, in just a few seconds, only had to be someone else has a weapon and you do not, a type of thing, right? right? And, oh. um, yeah, and I, I was like, wow, how do I explain this to her, well, you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was like, yeah, um, I was, I was 19 years old when, um, my partner and I had opened our school and he, you know, he was the main instructor and I was helping teach and I was probably a yellow belt or maybe beginning green or something like that. I think it was a yellow belt. Um, long story short, I was out walking in the middle of the night cause I couldn't sleep. I come, a, I come across this very large man. And I remember my instructor telling me, do not look scared. Square your shoulders, puff your chest out, look him in the eye, and address him. Because if you do that, you're not a victim. If he's a predator, he's not going to want to pick on you because you're not showing fear. Right. So this happened. As he's walking toward me, I square my shoulders and I look him right in the eye, and he says, Hey, baby, you looking for work? And before I could stop myself, the words were coming out of my mouth, and I said, no, are you looking to get your head stuffed up your ass? (laughs) (laughs) And I was just as shocked as he was. And he goes, uh, uh, no, 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 not at all. I'm sorry. And he kept walking. And I took about four (laughs) steps past, and I glanced behind my shoulder to make sure he wasn't following me, and then I ran home as fast as I could run. I'm in the wow. beginning of my martial arts training as far as, you know, the hard training. And mm. I came back to the school the next day, and I, in shame, I told him what happened because I thought I lost the fight. Uh-huh. And he looked at me and he goes, are you silly? You just defended yourself successfully without having to touch him, and he didn't touch mm-hmm. you. And everything's perfect, and you're fine. Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me. So I go, okay. You know, you don't have to be in a fight to defend yourself successfully. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
That's, that's an awesome. That's an awesome story. That <laughs> is so cool. Jumped up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, something was guiding me to say that because I didn't think it. The words were just coming out, and I was just as shocked to hear it as he was. <laughs> but I must, I must have been looking really mean because he was stunned. <laughs> Well, you can look pretty mean. We've seen your fights. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just a I'm just a lowly yellow belt in in Kung Fu Sanju. You know, well, I, you know I, I was. Yeah. That meant that the teaching somehow cemented itself very well. You know, even yeah. at, even at yellow belt, I, yeah. So yeah, very cool. I, I heard his words very clearly in my mind, and I just blurted it out, and and it worked. You know, he <laughs> took about four steps past me, and I ran home. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I just lost the fight. Mm-hmm. I was ashamed of myself for running away. Mm-hmm. Nope. Like and, he said, uh, that was a smart thing to do. You defended yourself without throwing a punch. The art of fighting without fighting. There you go. Yeah. Yes. How about that? <laughs> How about <laughs> that? telling some guy she was going to shove his head up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I mean that, that that that's classic because like um only a few times um I've 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 had to resort to pretending I didn't know English. <laughs> I was walking with some friends of mine, uh, all Filipino, all Asian, right? And uh, uh and we were all women. We were walking down the road. And I was about like twenty two or something like that, twenty three, twenty two. And we came come across a, a bunch of guys and uh, they're all like, woo, hey, baby, whatever. And one came up to my friend, like she was in the middle, and he comes walking up and starts, you know, doing the Robin Redbreast thing. Like he made himself all big and got in front of her and started looking her up and down and, like, got in her face. And I just started spewing out Filipino words. I don't speak Filipino fluently, wow. right? right. <laughs> so I just – I think I told them, you know, just stupid, like, swear words, like, you know, your ass stinks, um, you, you're ugly, you know, stuff like that. I was just, like, throwing out all these words, and the rest of my friends kind of caught on to it, and uh, my, my friend Sandy, she just started throwing out Filipino words as well. And my other friend, who is actually Japanese, started throwing out what she knew of a Filipino swear word. And we just started talking to him and talking to each other. And he finally backed up and we just kept walking. <laughs> and then when we got around the corner, we started laughing hysterically. Oh, my God, I think I just told him that his ass stinks and this and that. <laughs> and, you know, and, 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 you know I'm, I don't know what he must have thought. I'm pretty sure the whole freaking group thought, oh, you don't want to mess around with the non-English speaking women, you know, that kind of thing, but it was like, oh my God, but that doesn't work all the time. <laughs> no. Actually, it worked hey, that day and you that day. Yeah. Hey, Kat, have you ever eaten at uh, Max's in Glendale? I'm sorry, eaten where? At Max's in Glendale by the Glendale Galleria. No, I haven't. Filipino restaurant, Rusty takes me there, and some waitress started speaking Tagalog to her, and she's like, no, I, I don't speak Tagalog. Rusty, that was funny. 
Yeah, I'm like, no, I I don't speak Tagalog, and I ended with like, you know, with no puede ng Tagalog mo, and she's like, oh, and because uh, cause that basically means I don't, I can't speak it, and she's like, oh, were you born here? And I'm like, yes, ma'am, I was born here. Uh, your parents, where where are they from? Uh, my mom's from Pangasinan, and my dad's from Dagupan. Oh, you're you're from Luzon. Well, I'm from Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Oh, oh you know, and, and and I was just like, I feel so out of my realm right now. <laughs> and, and they're looking at you like you have parents from Philippines and you don't speak Tagalog. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you know that's the, exactly yeah. What she, yeah, and that's exactly what she thought. And I'm in the middle of Glendale, where all the Filipinos hang out, right? <laughs> and and the like, Armenians. How yeah, I almost said that, Kat. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? It's true. It's, what yes, it is. That's what, yeah, it's true, because, like, Bob told me that he's like, oh, and this place is full of Armenians, man. And he told me all sorts of stories. And I'm like, oh, man. But, uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah it, was, it was pretty funny. But, but um, well, I never learned straight Tagalog. I learned a, a mishmash at home, because my parents each spoke four dialects, and they mixed it. And like through oh. English in there every now and again. So my 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 cousins and aunties and my mom they still speak that mishmash. So when I'm at home, now that I'm living with my cousins, I can understand everything they say and I can answer back in English. That's about it, right? But yeah, I'm like that with yeah. Spanish. I can understand what yeah. they say and, and answer in English. <laughs> yeah, it, isn't it? Isn't it wild? It, it, I think it's just a different part of our brains. You know that that have to like work to get the speaking down, but we can understand it. It's weird, so it yeah. So when people speak speak straight up Tagalog, I can't figure it out. I'm like, what did you just say? You made no sense. You know. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, um, let's see here. I'm getting like all sorts of messages here. We're gonna see what um, people might want. See if they actually. Want to say something to the show? Uh, no. Okay. Well, we are getting close to the end of our show. Um, so we've got only about five minutes. So if anybody out there wants to call in and uh, talk a little bit about anything that they want to talk about or add to the discussion that we uh, are currently having or talked about a little bit earlier, give us a call. Five minutes, three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Well, now, I, I do want to approach the last, the, we probably have time for one more question. I want to approach the, the final question of the hour. Okay, well, we got one can more. Any, yeah. Can anyone claim ownership in a form or kata? Hmm. I want to talk about that because things change. People add nuances that shouldn't be in a kata. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it's an expression. Maybe they just want to change it to say, I invented this new form. Uh, that are maybe four or five hundred years old. What do you feel, Rusty? Can people take ownership? You mean like say, you know, I made this, I made this, I made up this system or style or kata, and this is mine. Yeah, but but thing? yet the the form has been in Okinawan arts for three hundred years. Oh, 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 okay. So if you know somebody, what I mean, right, right. Okay, so if somebody decides that they want to uh, band on us, um, like, let's say, Ishinru Karate, and they make up their own style, 
based on their movement, their expression of Ishinru karate. Is, is that what I'm understanding? Yes. Right? Okay. I think, me personally, I think they can not necessarily claim ownership, but I, I, I think they can say, hey, you know, this is my expression, and here's here's the basis for it, and this is my system, and this is what I teach my people. Uh, but as long as someone doesn't say, I cre- created this, if it has this particular, you know, background, to say, I made this up, even though the kata looks exactly like blah, 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 right? Um, right. I, I would have to say, give credit where credit is due. You have to. Right. You know, because I think, and I don't know what you guys feel about this, I think that any martial art should have the freedom to grow and evolve with the times. It, 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 I, I feel it's it has It's important. To. Yeah. And, and with the individual as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know that in Compass on Two we have, you know, this this constant battle going with the people that consider themselves the purists. Right. Meaning they do Compass on Two the way Jimmy H. Wu did it when he brought it to America. Mm-hmm. And then there are the people like me who uh, incorporate <laughs> judo and wrestling and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and boxing and Muay Thai kickboxing into my Kung Fu Sang Tzu. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I meld all of that together when I'm when I'm working because I know for me, as a well-rounded martial artist, God forbid I should get into an altercation with somebody who is a wrestler. Right. And I don't know I don't know how to sprawl and I don't know how to, you know, reverse a possible takedown and I, I don't know what to do. And mm-hmm. if I'm just relying on pure Kung Fu Sang Tzu, maybe, just maybe, I'll get my ass kicked. <laughs> so, yeah, right. exactly, exactly. Right. And I don't uh, want yeah. that. I, I want to be able to handle altercations and be able to think on my feet and evolve and grow Right. in that respect. Right. Very and adapt cool. Cool. Right. any given situation at any moment. Adapt, yeah, exactly. And, you know, at... Now, it would be one thing if somebody doesn't give credit to, to the, you know, I mean, uh, you know, to, you know, I've I've never really met anyone that said, I created this and this is, you know, this is all me. You know, it would be one thing if you made up your own kata and, you know, and no other style does it. But, you know, right. with thousands of styles out there, there's bound to be a kata or a quen or, a, you know, or a mixture. You know, I mean, you can have a mixture of different katas from Korea, from China, from Japan. Yeah. If you've exactly. studied those arts, and you can create a kata from those three three countries. Yeah. And, and but I think they it still came be. from something that you learned from a specific instructor or person or style. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Remember, remember the artist, Rusty, that invented the, uh, or came up with the 21 kick combo? For a Tai Chi, he's a very good Tai Chi practitioner. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. every time he introduced himself, he introduced himself the inventor of the twin. In fact, that's his email. Yeah. Because it was ego driven. Yeah. Now, something like that. As long as nobody else uses it, it's never been done before. That's his. That's yeah. his okay. expression of Tai Chi. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. No, right. not at all. Yeah, right. I mean, if he invented that, because, you know, to tell you the truth, you know, I mean, I'm a Tai Chi practitioner, and there is no just a kick form. So, 
right. you know, kudos to him, you know, for yes. for putting that out there. But on the other hand, you know, like you said, you know, it's one thing to be ego driven with it. Um, and then another thing to just teach it and uh, proliferate it and, you know, continue it. Well, we are down to our last 60 seconds, everybody and listeners. So we're sorry we can't take another phone call. But uh, Kat's going to be joining us in June um, to, for another open and, floor discussion. And? And, and well. she's going to be dragging, joining us for oh, Dragon yep. Fest as well. And, yes, and going joining us for Dragon Fest as a, a representative of Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. And we're so happy to have you on board, Kat. Anyhow. Thank so, you. So have a great weekend, you two. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. And listeners, Keep your eyes and ears open on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page for next week's show. Uh, me and Bob are going to put our heads together and get next week's show going. So remember, if you have any suggestions for guests and topics, get on Dynamic Dojo Facebook page and let us know. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.